Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,295. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm back in my hometown of beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. Although they've had some rain this spring, but summer's coming and the sun is out. And I'm with a very special guest by the name of Laurel McFarland. Laurel, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear? And are you ready to release the clutch? I'm ready. All right. Now, before I introduce you and we talk about this uh, company you've built, which impresses mm-hmm. me to no end and the many cool events <laughs> you're involved with, including many automotive events, we, we are on Cars Yeah! today. What's one little thing that most people don't know about you, Laurel? Probably a lot of people don't realize I have four kids and I showed equestrian uh, jumpers um, on the A circuit when I was younger and I'm back into riding again. That's probably not a lot people know about me. Well, I didn't know that either. Four (laughs) children and running a company. Oh my gosh, I don't know how you do that. And horses, that's a really cool thing. Uh, we're talking about cars and horsepower, of course, but but jumpers, yes. that's an entirely different mm-hmm. deal. I Now, so you're back into that. Are any of your children interested in it? No, unfortunately, I tried. So <laughs> I decided about a year ago to just go back to my love of riding, and it's been amazing. So uh, horses are very much like cars. They're very expensive. <laughs> They're, yeah. You tend to be obsessed over them. So it's can, I can relate. Well, absolutely. I never got into horses much. My father grew up on a farm in Texas, and the few times we visited, my grandfather had working horses, basically. Nothing like the the fancy horses that you have. But I did have some friends growing up in La Jolla who had horses, and I remember we would go down and ride horses on the beach in Del Mar, which was always just this surreal experience for me because I grew up being a surfer, and being on a horse on a beach was like, this is so bizarre, but it was so wonderful. Horses are just, they're incredible animals. They they just have these yeah. personalities and instincts you would never think. You just think you get on them and they go, but sometimes they don't really like you being around. <laughs> they're interesting. No, <laughs> that is a true statement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's very cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. I'll have to come down and watch you jump horses someday. That sounds like fun. Well, let me give you an introduction. Laurel McFarlane is the CEO of McFarlane Promotions. It's an award-winning Southern California premier events and promotions company specializing in virtual hybrid and live events with a flawless reputation for executing the most popular and prestigious events. She and her team offer creativity, contacts, and the most professional attention to detail for unique experiences across industries in the country. And I can tell you, I've experienced some of those. They are spectacular. Mm-hmm. Laurel founded McFarland Promotions over 25 years ago and has been creating unique festivals, fundraising experiences, and immersive community activations ever since, including the La Jolla Concord Elegance, which is coming up this month, the 21st through the 23rd. I'll be there. She's played a driving role in it since she first began the La Jolla Motor Car Classic way back in 2005. I was at that one too. She is also founder of The Shift Studio, a lifestyle events production company specializing in corporate experiences and experiential marketing 
with an unparalleled expertise in the luxury automotive world, which includes working with our friends at Broad Arrow Group and their annual calendar of auctions nationwide, as well as Haggerty's Motor Lux, which is part of Monterey Car Week. We'll be back in just a minute to learn a lot more about Laurel and her company, but first a word from our sponsors. So give them a little love if you would, and we'll be right back. Buckle up. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up way up. But my usage was the same and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around. I asked friends for recommendations and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Are you wondering what your collector car is worth these days? Are you thinking about buying a collector car? I know who can help. My friends at Classic.com will help you stay on top of the market so you know which similar vehicles are out there, what they're selling for, what you should pay, and how to price your vehicle. Go to Classic.com slash garage Enter your vehicle's information, specs including the year, make, model, mileage, and options, and they will provide you with a list of recent comparable sales. Their powerful search engine is up to date, finding new listings, tracking sales, and keeping you informed, providing data so you can make the right decision. If you're selling a vehicle, they can help as well with their Classic.com Pro Division, steering you to a qualified professional who will help. Finding the right vehicle and selling your vehicle is all about timing and exposure. So what are you waiting for? Go to Classic.com slash garage and give it a run. That's Classic.com slash garage and tell them Mark sent you. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. They're talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and first-hand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. So, Laurel, I want to go back in time a little bit. As you started this brand, I mean, you look at where you've come. 25 years, a long time to be in business. It's a struggle. It's a lot of work, and you've seen a lot of changes in the industry. But when you think back to when you started, was your vision to be where you are today, or has this been an evolution that goes with all the things that get tossed at you, like economics and business and the world changing all the time? Take us on a little bit of a journey. Yeah, I mean, definitely when I graduated college, I had graduated into um, the recession, the other recession, you know, so it was very tough to find a job. 
and I had I was lucky to have some board members of the Gas Lamp Quarter Association. They basically told me I was a horrible administrator, but I would make an excellent event planner. <laughs> well, thank you for your honesty, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I should open my own company. And I was not someone who thought that's what I wanted. But I said, okay, I'll try this. And my dad gave, my dad is Scotch and he's a developer and he gave me $3,500. I had to pay him back with interest. I bought a computer and that's how I started my company and then um, got a couple of events and found a love and a passion. And, you know, I really enjoyed watching people enjoy themselves. So it was one time I did a St. Patrick's Day block party and it was like 2 a.m. in the morning. I was the only one there cleaning up trash and you could only imagine what else. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and some girl ran by and she said, did you do this event? And I said, yes. And she said, it was the best night of my life. And I was hooked after that because wow. I just wanted to really create, you know, meaningful moments for people. And mm-hmm. from there, it just kind of grew from a love of events and planning and watching people have their best moments is kind of how it all evolved. Wow. That's a great story. And my hat's off to your dad, because instead of just giving you the money, he created yeah. <laughs> something for you that, okay, there's value here. And it's hard to get a bank loan, even $3,500 back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To say, I want to start this company. What's your experience? None. How many clients do you have? None. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah. Goodbye. So I think it's great. And plus the fact that he said you had to pay him interest, you know, <laughs> that's even yes. better. He's definitely Scott. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he set the, the tone for what reality is like versus just here's some money and hope you do a good job. You really valued that. But I love more the, the idea that you appreciate creating experiences. And I'll tell you, I've experienced many of your events and that's exactly what you do. But I, I wanted to ask you this because I look at these events and I think there are so many moving parts. How on mm-hmm. earth do you manage this? It's like a pocket watch with all those little gears. And if one little part isn't working, it can wreck, really wreck the time that people are having. I kind of segued into that nicely, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it really wrecks the time that, that people are having. What are some of the the ways that you do this? Obviously, you're surrounded by a great team. Yeah, my team's amazing. And, you know, some of them um, have been with me for 20 years. So I'm super lucky with that. But oh, wow. mostly, yes. you know, just through detailed timelines that we have, schedules, everything's down to sometimes to the minute, following detailed schedule all during the weekend and days. And a lot of people don't realize this too. We work overnight. So why, you know, people would do the big Saturday night party and on the field at the Concord at nine o'clock, I would come back on at night and I worked all the way until 8 a.m., would go back to sleep till for four hours till about noon and then come back on and run the award show. So it's also from just all this event magic. I say sometimes people don't really understand where event magic happens because no one sees it in front of you. Like restaurants and waiters, like you see them bring your food, you see them give good service. We're supposed to do all our magic behind the scenes and then you open the door and there it's and it, poof, it's there. And there's an incredible team of not even our team, but our production teams, all our staff 
staff, all the vendors are creating event magic while everyone's kind of sleeping or doing something else, which is why it's so fun. You come to this city that gets erected basically in the middle of the night and people don't really know how that happens, but there it is. Yeah. And it all gets torn down again. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially when you're dealing, let, let's talk about the La Jolla Concord because several weeks ago I had four yeah. great guests on the show that we, we promote the La Jolla Concord here at Cars yeah, every year because it's my, it's my hometown. Yeah, we appreciate that. Well, of course, I'm happy to help. And I want people to attend this event because it's so spectacular. The La Jolla Concord for years, as you have managed it with your team, is a very different show. And it's it's going to be in one of the most challenging locations ever. You're right in the middle of public park and you've got to do all these things i remember when michael dervier was first on the show and he outlined he's the one that start runs this whole thing along with his magnificent team and, and your team of yeah. course and he outlined all the rules and regulations of dealing with the city and you've got to still allow people to walk around the event and you've got to have it set up at a certain time you can't do this weeks in advance you've got to break it down because yeah. the park is. <laughs> i mean I, I listen to that and it just gives me a headache and it gives me stress so for your team <laughs> Let, let's talk a little bit about the La Jolla event because there, mm -hmm. you do some very unique things. I'm starting with the big gala night. Can you can you describe yeah. in your terms of what this is like? Because it is unlike any kind of Concours event. Well, maybe the Motor Lux event is a good example, but that's a whole different environment, of course. Yeah. What is, what is this all about? So this year it's on Friday night just because the magnitude of the party is taking so long to break down. So we're going to do the event on Friday. But every year we come up with a new theme and kind of create just kind of a magical experience. This year it's um, beyond the garden gate. In my mind, when I started thinking about this theme, I pictured like 1920s. I'd be driving down the road in my Duesenberg convertible with six of my friends and we come over a hill and there's this magical party in a park just set up with food and beverages and unique experiences and fun, creative things. And so it definitely probably has more of a feminine touch than most car events. I'm not a car girl. You know, I've never said I was a car girl. I love the beauty of them and can totally understand the craftsmanship and the arts, but don't quiz me on cars, you know, but sure. I do know what it's like to create this amazing experience. And we want to create something where these people go to parties after parties and it's like their wives or their partners or any of wants to come to these events. It's not like, oh, this is just for car guys, right? This right. is an event that that your significant other is being like, we should go to the La Jolla Concord. It's so fun. Even on Sunday, I had the idea of a champagne and honey tasting garden. So I bring in a <laughs> sommelier honey person that samples honeys from around the world with champagne. So we try and create these little experiences that make it the cars obviously are the show, but there's all these other things too that make it really a fun experience for everyone, not just the car enthusiasts. Oh, yeah. It, and you think about the glamour of La Jolla, the jewel of San Diego, yeah. and being able to dress up, men and women. Uh, but I love seeing the women dress up with their yeah. hats. It's very much Pebble Beach-ish, if you will, because it's a more glamorous yeah. setting. And that experience, I mean, honey tasting and champagne at a Concours, what are you thinking? No, it works. <laughs> it, it's very fun. It's yeah. very cool. And it, it it's more inclusive, I think, than just, and I'll, I know cars are not always gender 
centric, but it's mostly a guy kind of thing. And it has been, it, it's expanding, yeah. but it's a way to bring everybody in and have a lot of fun. And what you do there is definitely fun. I'm, I know you listeners out there hear me, my love for, for La Jolla because I grew up there, but this event is one you got to put on your calendar and you need to go to because uh, what, what Laurel does and her team around the actual car event and even the car event itself is quite spectacular. I mean, my hat's off to what you guys pull off every time because I just go, I don't know how you do this, but you've, you've taken us behind the scenes. <laughs> We're up all night breaking down the set, getting ready for the next morning. So it's quite spectacular. You know, I want to ask you about what I call driving inspirations, people that have been very influential in your life to help you get to where you've gotten. Has there been, I know there's probably been a lot. You mentioned your dad, of course. Yeah. Has there been somebody like that? Yeah. I mean, my dad's been a big part because I I lost my mom at 21 to an aneurysm. So my dad really stepped up. Oh yeah. I mean, I was lucky. She was like my best friend. Some people Mm. never have that with their parents. So I'm grateful for the time I had. But like my dad was huge and he always said to me, the only thing you have in this life, Laurel, is your name. And I've always kind of done that. So even if I've taken on something that I was like, oh shoot, I didn't bid this right, or I should have bid this for more money, but I told him I would do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do an amazing job. So he was very um, inspirational about how hard he worked and the way he did things. Um, There's also just been throughout my life, like super kind people like Cy Conrad, who used to be the chief judge of the concourse. He was very like supportive with when doing this concourse. You could imagine uh, starting as a female and even young doing this show. It wasn't easy. You know, oftentimes I'd get calls and people would be like, oh, is this your dad's company? And I'd be like, no, this is my company. Yeah. Yeah. Cy Conrad was always very, um, and it's like, it's a long week and it's almost working 72 hours straight, you know, but they've been very encouraging. So that's been amazing. And there's just been some people that have really helped me along the way and have encouraged me to keep going. So there's been a lot of different people that I'm grateful for the encouragement, especially in production and the producing I do. I do even large festivals like San Diego Pride, which has 100,000 people. I've done other events and it tends to be more in the male side of things. And people have been like, no, you got this. This is okay. You know, so you can do this. I've had a lot of really great people. And even Michael Dovier, when he took over as the chairman of the Concord, he was very encouraging and helped me grow within this. And I loved his vision of making it not a car show, a Concord and that challenge. Like that was very exciting to me too. There's been a lot of great people. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I've said that before and I've heard it from so many guests is the secret to being successful in life and business is surround yourself with great people. And yeah. Teach them, help them, have them teach you and help you and let them do their job. And there you go. That's how, how it works. Exactly. You know, this, this industry that you're in is, I think it's very interesting for people from the outside and for young people listening that are trying to find their way. I'm hoping that we're inspiring a few today that are going, oh, I didn't even know there was a career in that world. That's interesting. Yeah. Because you think a PR <laughs> is is one thing, but you're you're way beyond that in my opinion. So how would you advise a young or old person who's maybe changing their career path to go into the field that you're in? 
Well, one of the things I say, because I started as an intern, and that's how I found my love for events. I started as an intern at the Gas Lamp Quarter Association and did the first Taste of Gas Lamp and just found that I really loved it. And that was kind of my entree into it. And it grew from that. So I do encourage like when people come to intern um, with me, I always often say it's not only finding out about what you love, it's finding about what you don't love. Mm, Because events are so multifaceted. I mean, you can be in hotel and do events. You can do event marketing. You can do what I do. You know, you can do social events, wedding, weddings. You know, there's so many ways. And I tend to specialize too in some of the nonprofit or the car world. So one of those things, I would do multiple internships if I was young to really find out what I do like, because this life is a slog sometimes, you know, and it's (laughs) not just all fun, right? So, but at least every day I wake up and I'm excited about what I do, you know, so, and that makes it a lot, you know, when I was juggling four kids and young kids and trying to and build my business, if I didn't have a love for this, I don't think I would have made it through. So yeah. I think it's really important that you find what you like to do. And internships are as much about finding what you don't want to do. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I'm still trying to wrap my head around you starting this and then having four kids and still being around. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Well, now I have some free help. So I was like planning for the future. Oh, you're like those farmers that keep having children so they can go out and plow the field. You're, ah, you're, you got a very exactly. smart, very smart idea there. I think that's pretty cool. Well, it's wonderful. And I did the same thing out of college. I got an internship my last senior year in college with an advertising firm. It was a very small firm. In fact, the office they gave me was actually a closet because they, they were in a they were you know Laurel Street there that runs through San Diego and, and that yeah, really yeah. that really steep part of Laurel that is just you know like a ski lift going up the hill and there was an old house there and this gentleman uh, Richard Warner I was very grateful he gave me a job he had four employees and they didn't have room for me in this old Victorian house so they took some doors off a closet made a desk out of one of the the doors and I thought so this is what a career is like you get an office in a closet. I'm not so sure, but he made it fun and I ended up <laughs> being there for 11 years and learned a lot and got to do a lot. And uh, he let me grow and expand and that led to my next career. So yeah, but you're right. Learning what you don't like because you don't want to do what you don't like because you're probably not going to be very good at it. Yeah. We talked about challenges earlier, but when you think about your career and what you do for events, especially these experiential events, <laughs> this is a silly question. Can you pick one of your biggest challenges that you have to deal with? I can't imagine how many there are. Probably one of the big, just the biggest challenges. I tend to get spaces where I only have 24 hours to build them. Like mm. when we do events in the gas amp quarter. And then I have, like, I just did a St. Patrick's Day block party called Shamrock for like 10,000 people. I got the streets at 4 a.m. And I had to be off the streets at 6 a.m. So probably one of the biggest challenges is building things under a really, you know, tight constraint time. And then, then having to, and we have to leave like La Jolla Concord, the Motor Lux, which was at the Jet Center. We need to leave that space nicer than we took it. Right. And sometimes we only have six hours to break down a party that took, like for Motor Lux, example, took 
four days to build and I have less than eight hours to break down this party that took four hours to build. Gosh, how on earth do you do that? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Just crazy. It's just, you know, people always say, and and they're like, we really want, how are we going to organize the out? And I'm like, listen, it's every man for themselves and just (laughs) get there, you know? Pick up everything you see on the floor and put it in the back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just chaos at the end, but you want to leave it, you know, so that we're customers and stewards of these areas. Like the park is in our park, you know, the jet center is in our jet center. The streets aren't, you know, so we really, for me, it's important that we leave and people don't even know we were there. Right. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, most of the cities, and especially think about a jet airport, there can be nothing left where jet engines are roaring around to suck into an engine. So uh, yeah, last thing you want is a call saying, uh, one of your uh, wine glasses just went through a corporate jet engine. We need to talk. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Incredible. I just, yeah. Well, now when I leave Motor Lux next or this summer, I will have an entirely different yeah. opinion when I walk away all happy and cheery. <laughs> and then I'll go, oh, poor Laurel and her team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I better make sure I pick up a few things and uh, don't leave them laying yeah. around. Wow. Tremendous. <laughs> you know, I know you mentioned you weren't a car girl, but I've got to yeah. think that being around <laughs> cars as you have with these events that you put on your opinion and you said it your your attitude towards cars has grown expanded your knowledge has grown yeah. a little bit i typically ask people about a special vehicle in their life and perhaps you've had one that you could share uh, but if you don't have one you want to share i'll kind of twist this a little bit if you'd like is there a special vehicle that you've encountered at one of these wonderful events you and your team put on that you went oh my gosh that could make me a car gal <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I definitely could drive any of these and would be happy to, <laughs> <Okay>. but <laughs> <No kidding. laughs> I, probably my dad, he has a 58 Corvette convertible, you mm. know, blue, red that he restored from everything from the the knob of the radio, you know, when I was younger. So he still has it. And I really wow. appreciate that, you know. And just his love of, you know, that was the car when he was growing up. Probably one of the most coolest cars I ever saw. I think it was like six or seven years ago at the Peterson was the round door Rolls Royce. Oh, yes. You know, that door is round. That's just crazy, right? And that someone at that time thought of that. Definitely probably like more the older cars, the 20s, 30s. You know, even just how people talk about how the chassis were, what made it a Rolls Royce was just the chassis. And then it went to some artists that created it. You know, like that seems like super cool. And I just love that. That's why they there's only one of one because it went to some coach builder. So weirdly, VW buses, I think they're so cool. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, David just- Bernardo, who has Z Electric there in San Diego, he's been on the lawn at Loya Concord with his electric VW buses, right? Yes. I yeah. love that, you know, especially the new electric uh, VW bus coming out. Super oh, cool. You know, yeah. I like that. Yeah. You know, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> so those are probably what I kind of lean towards. Those type of cars I love looking at just because uh-huh. the picture, you know, in the 20s and the 30s and glamorous and can't tell you this is a blah, blah like you could, but I can definitely appreciate it. And now, you know, at the Broad Arrow auction groups, I walk around and I'm like, oh, I could buy that car. Oh, oh yes. maybe I could buy that car, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They have some magnificent cars. Well, the lineup of Duesenbergs that'll be on the lawn at the La Jolla Concord Elegance this year uh, definitely are going to be right up your alley. So I'll see you walking amongst those cars uh, with your your eyes and going, you know, sipping your uh, champagne and honey and uh, thinking... (laughs) 
And right now we have almost 20 Duesenberg. So I'm very excited to see all these on the lawn. It's going to be incredible for sure. Now I'm going to be your car psychologist today. I love this game. I've got a little uh, car doctorate on my wall that I made out of my Photoshop skills because they wouldn't give me okay. one at the hospital. <laughs> if you were manifest, reincarnated as a vehicle, what would you be and why? Hmm. I think I'd just come back as a VW bug because they just seem so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It seems like, and it seems like every owner loves their little VW bug and they're kind of quirky and eccentric. And I feel like I would be going on some fun adventures. Oh yeah. No, that's a great answer. And of course I mentioned uh, <laughs> David at Z electric. They, they put electric power plants in those bugs. He's been doing that for a while now, which kind of brings it into the modern day era of the EV, which is kind of cool. But those little bugs have gotten pricey. The collector market, yes. <laughs> was, you know, for a car that was so mass produced, I saw one that was just sold up in uh, San Clemente uh, by, I think it was European motor cars up there. And I think it sold in the mid forties or something like that. You know, and you go, wait a minute, yeah. a VW bug, they made like 200 million of those things or something. So uh, you, know. better, you better I get one I'm now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think like the movie Herbie, I think it was Herbie Hancock, you know, the yes. eyelashes, like, yeah, this seems like a happy, this seems like a happy car. I think everywhere you drive a VW Bug, uh, <laughs> people come up, they have a VW story. It's kind of like with the Mustang. I had a 66 Fastback, yeah. and every time I got gas, somebody would come over and have a Mustang story. So the Bug is is kind of loved. The new Mini Coopers, of course, are, since they've come out, are kind of the same way. They have this little bit of a cult following. Yeah. Yeah, that love them, but uh, exactly. okay. I guess I see you as a bug. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. How about a great book? We love to share books here on Cars. Yeah, it could be a learning book, could be a car book, could be something that was just fun, fiction, nonfiction. I do like to read folklore and like time. So I'm currently reading The Myth of Avalon, which is just a book about kind of a trying to think of how to explain it, but like kind of the King Arthur type and mystical and mystical characters and Lancelot. So I kind of oh, wow. like those type of books. So right now that's my book of choice. So that's the the mists, M-I-S-T-S, The right? myth, yeah, of Avalon is of my Avalon. current book. Yeah, that's by uh, a, a lady, uh, a woman, I believe, right? Yeah. Is her last name? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. correct. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, first time that book's been suggested here. So something new to add to the uh, the <laughs> yeah. guest recommended books list here on Cars. Yeah. In fact, you listeners, you know this, but you can go to my website, click on uh, the book button at the top or the research or search button, I guess, at the top. And you'll find over th there's over 3000 books listed there now from all my inspiring oh, wow. automotive enthusiasts. Yeah. Lots of books to fill a giant library. So today, before I let you go, I know you're busy getting ready for a little show happening there in La Jolla. Yeah. Uh, the Ultimate <laughs> Drive. I'm going to enable you to go on the Ultimate Drive. So I'm going to park any car you'd like in front of your home. You can take it on a ride. You can take anybody with you, even somebody from the past who's no longer with you, with us to these to these days. And um, yeah, what does the Ultimate Drive look like for somebody like you? Don't worry about the cost, though, because I'm going to foot the bill. Um, it would be along the Big Sur coastline would oh, be yeah. my Ultimate Drive. Yeah. It's one of, I've been all over the world and I still think it's one of the most magical places in the world. And I just, it's, oh, it's like, I don't know. I just feel like it's <laughs> God created that place right there for yeah. everyone. So that would be my drive in a convertible. 
Um, I wouldn't want to be, I'd like to be going from Paso Robles to Monterey, not exactly on the side of the cliff side because okay. <laughs> I lose ting- tingling in my feet, but oh, it's just it's one of the most gorgeous places in the world. If you haven't been in that drive and then just stop along um, the way, have a glass of rosé and then make my way down either to Hearst Castle or Monterey. That would yeah. be my ultimate. Oh, wow. So a convertible now, would this be in an old classic car or something new, perhaps? Um, probably a Corvette. Not, okay. You know, that would be that would be that I picture a Corvette on that drive, yeah. convertible Corvette. And who would you be with? I'd be with my dad. Yeah. Nice. I think that would be pretty cool. Sounds like fun. That's a wonderful drive. I've done that many yeah. times. In fact, I even rode my bike down that. Uh, a bunch of us when we were in uh, college did a bike ride, multi-day bike ride down part of that uh, which is pretty cool. A little harrowing on a bike because that's a narrow road. Got to be a little yeah. careful of the cars. But um, and I did a drive with my son in a uh, Beck Spider, which is a replica of a Porsche 550 Spider. We drove all oh, the way wow. from yeah, Long Beach all the way back to Gig Harbor, 1,500 miles in that car that had no oh, top. So you went up to the... R- Went up in the Redwoods. That's a we beautiful went, drive. We went through the uh, Red. Yeah, north of we, San Francisco. Yeah, we did all of that. It was really fun. My son was only eight at the time, and it was quite the adventure. John Wilhoyt in Long Beach built that car, and when we uh, jumped in it to leave, he looked at me and he goes, "I can't believe you're doing this with your little kid." Um, he goes, uh, <laughs> "Anything you need?" And I said, "No, just uh, I think a good attitude." So. <laughs> We had a great that's trip. That's amazing. Yeah, it was that's quite- really that's a beautiful drive too. Even Mendocino up through there is gorgeous, and oh, the yeah. Anderson Valley. Just I just love that coastline. Just like so, like you know, rugged, and the yeah. way the waves crash and the rocks. Just like you can see how Earth was created there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very heavenly for sure. I'll never forget one morning getting up and driving through the redwood forest in that little car and looking up into the tops of the trees with the fog up in the sky. And because we had no top on that car, it's basically like a little race car and just looking up and kind of driving through the majestic redwoods. And yeah, it was like, oh my gosh, this, in fact, we had so much fun. We turned around and drove back down through them again and then turned around and came back again because it was just so, it was so cool. (laughs) Yeah. Very, very, very neat. That's amazing. Well, I'm, I'm really, really proud of what you built with your company, Laurel, and I'm so happy you took some time to share that with us oh, today. thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd encourage our listeners, again, the La Jolla Concours, the Broad Arrow Auctions, if you've never been to a classic car auction, you got to do that. Uh, Motor Lux happening during car week. These are all events you really need to put on your calendar and enjoy. But mostly La Jolla. Let's start there because it's coming up very soon. Before I let you go, though, would you share maybe some words of inspiration for our listeners today? Yeah, I mean, I guess my inspiration, you know, I always, when things seem tough, I always just say a no is a maybe on a way to a yes. You just kind of figure out how to make it work for you and someone else and to not give up. Just because someone does, says no doesn't mean that's the end. A lot of times people get discouraged by that. And for me, it's just, okay, well, let's figure out how to make this work for both parties. I love that. So. You know, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. that Back in those days when I was learning to be an account executive, I was doing a, a lot of design work too. I remember uh, Richard Warner saying exactly those words to me because I'd come back and go, I saw five people today and they all said, no, I'm a failure. And he goes, "Eh, it's just a no today. Tomorrow, it might be a yes. So I like that. Nicely said. How can people learn more about your business, Laurel? Go to the website. It's mcfarlandpromotions.com or the shiftstudios.com is the other website. That's our lifestyle motor um, lux type um, 
website. So either websites you can go to. And obviously, LaJoyaConcord.com. We'd love to have you come attend. It's going to be spectacular this year. So we encourage everyone to come. Absolutely. And uh, now with all your skills, you're guaranteed there'll be no rain because all the rain you guys have had down there is going to be gone by then. So yep, don't worry exactly. about that. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I promise not to bring any rain from the Pacific Northwest with me. I will leave it at home. Okay. Well, it seems like you're more sunny there. So I think you'll be bringing the sun these days to us. That's my plan. <laughs> Absolutely. Laurel, <laughs> thank you for taking some time away from a very busy schedule. Thank you to you and your team. I've worked with many people on your team that have been wonderful. So I really, really appreciate you and what you're doing. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you at the La Jolla Concours. Thank you. Have a great day. You as well. If you're listening to this program, there's a pretty good chance you believe what I believe, that the collector vehicles we love are more than just a means of getting from one place to the other. They're a part of our culture, our identity, and as a people, they bring us together at vintage races, classic car auctions, and thousand-mile rallies. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these important vehicles aren't lost to time. RPM stands for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship. And their goal is to inspire the next generation of vehicle restoration professionals through its outreach programs. And they include Shop Hop, Off to the Races, the RPM Future Class, and many others. These programs engage talented young people across the country and connect them with mentors and a variety of opportunities in the industry. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of collector vehicles skill trade, visit rpm.foundation today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!